0: Mind Gap Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Mind Gap Podcast, I'm Doug.
1: And I'm Justin, and if you listen to us on Stitcher, you better find another way to listen to us.
0: Yeah. Because no Stitch is, Stitch is going bye-bye. Don't know why. Also, don't care. Never really followed much with Stitcher, but our stuff was on there, yeah. so.
1: Yeah, so this is more of a PSA to anyone who's still using Stitcher. Uh, why? I guess. There's a lot of podcast apps out there. Go find another one because Stitcher is going bye-bye there. Yeah. You've been warned.
0: Might I recommend good pods? That's a good place to listen to podcasts. We're on there. I would recommend I would recommend YouTube, myself. YouTube, Go even better it. if Go you want there. the visual Dude element. Speaking of visual element, check out this new fucking shirt I got here. You know what it says? It says "Fucking Potion no, Seller, Baby." In, thank you, because your yeah. phone's in front of it. I can't it's, see it. it. It's it's uh, it's some I'll merch. It Play that. It's from merch on our uh, from our boy Austin Reno's band Potion Seller. Oh, and nice! I you, saw he was promoting all that shit. Yeah. Yes, I, I picked one up because I fucking support nice. artists, you know, and I love them. You do, and uh, you should check him out. Potion Seller Austin Reno was on here not that long ago. He's a great musician, hilarious guy, and brother of the infamous and famous uh, Noah Reno. So that's right. Go check him I out. I think
1: his next. I, I told him I wanted to come out and see uh, one of his shows, and uh, I think he said July 19th is the next show he's playing. So if you're Ooh. in the Grand Rapids area, July 19th. Go find out. I don't remember the venue, but go find out where Potion sellers playing. Yeah. July nineteenth.
0: I like their stuff, man. They have they have some good yeah. songs, good vibes. They're they're I, I I like it, man. I like what they're doing. Yeah, well, they like you,
1: and that's a see. That's the thing about Potion Seller is that they reciprocate the light. They do, yes, so, yeah. They're like reciprocators. Gang. That, uh... sounds, that sounds. like a D and D character. Like you, the reciprocator. Actually, you open up. You know, a light, a light, a light
0: reciprocator.
1: Ah! It sounds it like it's a, Would that be a tool or would that be a
0: person? It sounds like a tool.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I guess it could be like maybe a, a rank within like a church. Ah, the light reciprocator, Daryl, the light reciprocator. You know, Daryl, the <laughs> lights reciprocator, There you go.
1: The that reciprocates the
0: through my soul. <laughs> and my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Gang, right. uh, apologies for the week off. But we warned you in advance. We, we told you it was going to happen. Um, but it was for good reason. I made the pilgrimage to Nashville, Tennessee for the first ever Mind Gap real life get together. Slash retreat. Yes it was good it was very good had an absolute blast I got to hang out with, in real life with some really cool people with the likes of Noah with the likes of Hannah with the likes of Alpaca Lunch If you know him from the video game stream with uh, Bree you remember them from some of the video game streams uh, Caleb and his wife Maddie uh, and of course Zinny, the almighty Zinny was there and I got to meet Zinny in person and it was fucking wonderful <laughs> Actual audio clip of Doug meeting Zinny. Absolutely. And I want to make a special shout out to Zinny. And I don't think Zinny would would mind me sharing this, but Zinny was. It was this was a real. This is outside of her comfort zone to go and okay. do this. And she did a fantastic job. Just I was so proud of her. Ah, it sounds like I own that. I don't. I was, I was happy for her because she made the trip down and she hung out with us. We had so much fun. And then she explored Nashville on her own. She found some crystal shops. She found she also did this really awesome thing where she she went to a shop and got like a bunch of like little little gifts and tchotchkes. and she put them in a bag and she's like, All right, here's the game. You can choose one thing out of the bag, and you can only trade once. So reach out. Oh in, yeah,
1: absolutely. Grab yeah. what
0: you want. And Natalie got to do it. Natalie got one of the really good prizes. Shit, there's like only two in there. Natalie got one of the good ones. And the rest were just like fun. Little little chotkys, and it was really cool, so I love that we used, to,
1: we used to do that for uh when we had the giant family get together around uh christmas time and there I think at the time this was like where the extended extended family got together, and there might have yeah. been upwards of forty or so of us there right. and so but everyone would bring some sort of a, a gift, it could be a gag gift or a real gift, and you did that you got to pick one and you could only trade once, and that was always sometimes it worked that was really fun, and there were times where people got pissed
0: yeah hopefully that's everyone christmas. had a good time you know that's christmas for you it's not a real family christmas unless people are pissed off at each other so. that's right
1: hopefully everyone uh enjoyed themselves with that zinni game yes uh yeah it was great that's so cool i love that i love that she did that
0: and we you know noah was very gracious he hosted a you know a lot of the, the weather was absolute dog shit did not cooperate with us we were gonna do a lot of outside stuff and it hadn't rained in nashville in weeks and then all of a sudden it rained like Almost every day we were down there, it rained. And I'm talking like just uncontrollable rain, which was unfortunate. So we made the most of it. We adapted. And Noah was kind of at the center of that. And Noah did a wonderful crab boil for us when we arrived. Uh, We rented out an awesome Airbnb townhouse where we all got together and cooked some stuff, myself included. And then uh, hung out, played so many board games. It was such a delight to play board games. Uh, So many new ones, some that I can't wait to pick up myself and play or try to play. Uh, Captain Sonar was one of the highlights for me, where essentially you play as two rival submarine crews and you try to sink each other. But each person has a job. So there's like the captain who's in charge of moving the ship. And then there's the radio operator who's in charge of listening to the other team to find out where they might be and mark it on the map. And then there's like the first mate. Who's in charge of like just managing different abilities? There's the engineer who makes sure that the sub doesn't explode, and it is just it's chaotic but awesome because it happens in real time. It's not like I'll take my turn; you, everyone's going at the same time. Oh, that's yeah. Okay, that's see, that's I lo- that's the cast that I like. That's fun. I. It's I was the radio operator. I was the radio operator. My only job was to listen to the other team's captain whenever they said like north confirmed i'm like all right they're going north and i was just i had like a map of some islands with like a glossy thing to put over it and i was taking a marker and i didn't know where they were but i was tracking a path so at some point i would try to move it around like maybe they're here maybe they're there and it was it was so much fun it was so cool i want to find fun. a way to do that on the video game stream i haven't quite figured out the logistics but yeah i want to do that it was it was so much fun so Phantom. I just want to say thank you to everyone who made the trip down there. Some folks came as far as Oregon and drove from Oregon, which was like wow. holy, wow. Wow. holy balls! Um, shout out to Caleb and Maddie for for doing that. Um, of course, the pups got to play Loki and Spaghetti and Caleb's dog uh, Mia, all got to play with each other, which was awesome. And uh, also, everyone was so great with Natalie. You know, it's a bunch of adults, basically, and this one seven-year-old child. People were very kind to her. They played with her. They engaged with her. And, uh, you know, it was great. It was a wonderful, wonderful thing. If you would have told me eight years ago when we started this thing (laughs) that I'd be making a trip down to Nashville to hang out with a bunch of people from the podcast that were fans of the podcast for several days, I would be like, go fuck yourself. There's no way that's happening. But... It did. And it was awesome. And we're fucking doing it again. We're doing it again. That's awesome. So are you saying that this was the first
1: annual Mind Gap? I think meetup? so.
0: I think we're going to say it's going to be the first. It was It was so enjoyable. And you know, we're going to look to find another location. I think it's cool to move it every year. So yeah, we want to get more people in. You know, you were missed. Seth was missed. <laughs> some other folks in the community like Emilio and his wife Clarissa were missed. And you know, we got some people on the West Coast that weren't able to make it. But uh, we're gonna try every year. We're gonna try and do something and, and be inclusive. And you know, if you want to be part Jared of this, suggested Belgium or no, Australia. Yeah, uh, right? I think uh, J- Jared suggested either. I think it was Denmark or was Australia. Denmark. Okay, yeah, yeah, Denmark or Australia. We'd love to do either of those. I don't think that's going to happen though. But hey, you never know. So hey, never
1: say never. If we can, not, not, not next
0: year. Maybe in the I'm future. Just saying, if United wants to sponsor us, right? Then great. You know,
1: that's um, it. That's that's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah. And if you are curious about what this is all about, join check that description down below for the link to our Discord. Join the Discord community and uh, hang out with us. Get to know us. And maybe in time you may be part of the next Mind Gap gathering, wherever it may be. And we'll have a bunch of cool people hanging out and being cool together. It was awesome. It was a great time. Nashville, not my town, but I was happy to go down there to hang out with all those folks. So it was good. It was a good time. I'm really glad we got to do it. Nashville's
1: a Nashville's a fun town uh, you and I were talking about Mike if you are a fan of bars and live music Nashville's a very fun, a very fun town to be in it, you don't even have to like country music because they've got they've got rock they've got blues they've yeah. got you know bluegrass they all you know whole whole variety of stuff down there but you've got to be you've got to really enjoy going out to a bar to see live music and if, if it's not that there slowly starts to kind of like degrade the experience a little bit Yeah. As far as the
0: city goes. For sure. Um, I really enjoyed the zoo. The zoo was awesome. We were actually able to sneak that in. What specifically about the Nashville Zoo made it a top tier zoo for you? I'll say this much. A couple things that I found that was interesting. Number one, uh, they had an actually really good app where it was the map of the place. And when you signed in, you got to pick a digital pet. You could choose between a red panda, a giraffe, and a tiger. And there were different spots around the zoo where you could go and collect, like, a digital currency.
1: Okay. And
0: it allows you to, like, purchase things for your digital pet, different enrichment things. And the idea is that, like, you're not going to get it all in one visit. But the more you visit, the more the digital currency you get, and the more you can, you know... I, I thought that was a, neat, a unique way to be, like, engaging with folks. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, they had an amazing playground area for kids. Normally, like, when we go to the Brookfield Zoo... By us, they just have regular old playground equipment now. I was like, "Can I go play sure. in the playground?" I'm like, "We didn't fucking come here to play in the playground. We came here to look at animals." All right, so that's where we're spending our energy. We're not spending our energy there, but here yeah. it was like a wooden fortress, like a castle that okay. had like awesome like rope like rope bridge areas that like like spiraled up, and there was a, an insane spiral slide that was probably like twenty feet in the air. That like just went, I was like, oh my God, that's a really big one. Uh, It was just really cool player. I was like, yeah, go play for the next 30 minutes. Go enjoy yourself because this is awesome. awesome. We got to pet kangaroos, which most places are like. Dan, how they didn't box, box square up on you. No, these were like, I would have thought they were cats the way they were laying on their backs and stuff. And just, you know, (laughs) like whatever, I'm here. Come hang out. They were associated. Yeah. Yeah like whatever man it was cool it was a really good time we got to see a lot of cool stuff Natalie was right. absolutely fascinated with everything I love her just genuine interest when we go into a place that had like all the different little aquarium spots for whether there's lizards or snakes she had to find where the things were in there and she was just like asking questions she was reading stuff I was like I, fucking, I can, th- nothing warms my heart more than seeing her get curious about something and asking questions I'm like this kid's into this and it's awesome like That's as so a parent cool. you're like I love this. It's so cool. So it's so cool. She had a good time. She did great in the car. So did Loki. It was just top to bottom soup to nuts. Sounds Like man, great. It was a great trip, man. I can't, I have no complaints other than the weather. The weather fucked us, but I'm so happy that we worked around it and we made it, made it our own. So I'm
1: genuinely excited that, that, or uh, yeah, I'm excited that that went so well, not only just for you guys, but for everyone that the entire experience, you know, there was no no weirdness, no hurt feelings, nothing odd came out of it. It was just, again, cool people being cool together. And I'm, yeah. it, I'm genuinely, genuinely happy for everybody that this first one kicked off that way. Very excited to hopefully participate in the second one. That's yeah, a very cool experience. And like you said, if eight years ago if you told us that we would have a If we that we would have a community, let alone one that we'd be meeting up in person with, that would, uh, yeah, no, be like
0: bullshit. Also, everyone got a free Mind Gap T shirt. So,
1: I I saw everyone wearing that. Yeah,
0: I got everyone T shirts for coming. I thought that's that's the least we could do. So, fuck yeah, yeah baby, yeah baby. Um, so funny thing on the way down on the car ride. Um, I it was really important to me to stay active. Like I want to make sure I kept my movement streak going. And so when I got up the day of, I'm like, God, this is gonna be like a seven and a half hour drive. I got to make sure one, I wear Loki out because I want her to be tired for the ride. And also I need to get some exercise in so that I have a head start on the day, a big head start. So I got up and we did like a, you know, four and a half mile walk. And my, my goal movement goal for the day is like, you know, 1170 calories, move calories per day. So I got up to about 870. So I was about 300 calories away. And I was just like talking with Jill on the ride. I was like, ah, you know, I just want to make sure that I get this. I go, I'm at like 870. I got 300 to go. So, and she goes, oh, you'll be fine. I'm like, you think so? She goes, yeah, you could burn 300 calories taking a dump. And I didn't skip a beat. I'm like, yeah, right. And then I took a moment and I go, wait, what? (laughs) Well, hold on a second. And I started doing like some arithmetic because I was like, I can burn about, you know, sometimes 300 almost 400 calories on an hour walk going just over three miles and i started like thinking i go hold on a second what would it take to burn 300 calories taking a dump and she goes oh my god i was like right and we just started like breaking it down like the idea like the the stress you'd have to put your body through to burn 300 calories (laughs) I was like, because it's that, I mean, your heart rate would have to be up and it would probably have to be for an extended period of time. I was going to say, you'd have to keep it up. Yeah. The strain that it would take on that. That sounds almost like giving childbirth. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Right. Just that's, that's like birthing a kid. You know, it really is just the amount of stress your body goes through. And I just got me (sighs) thinking, I'm like, God, what would it take to burn 300 calories taking a shit? You know,
1: I feel like if you were to burn three hundred calories taking a shit, you would have to pause midway through, stand up, stretch your legs, walk around a little bit, and then sit back down and finish up the job. I feel like that would you would need it would have to be you don't have to necessarily pull your pants up, but you would you would definitely have to pause in the middle. I imagine a rest period. Yeah, where you take some water.
0: I imagine like you said, arrest like the cops are gonna come. You know, there's a period where you get arrested. You know, saying yeah. I, I was like, this probably something where it's it's stuck in there, and you got to do stuff to get it out. You're sitting there doing like body weight squats, you know, you're doing mountain climbers, you know, <laughs> you're doing you're just, the
1: crunch where you're bringing your legs up, and yeah, yeah,
0: you're doing like the reverse crunch, you know, trying yep. to, to make that happen, and just th- yeah. that's what it is. And is. You're on the just gripping the seat, just like ah, just trying to make it happen, just just covered in sweat. I hope listen I've had some horrible dumps in my life you know and I just I never want to burn 300 calories doing that like that sounds I
1: think if you burn 300 calories taking a dump you would die I don't think I I think that that kind of a dump
0: I don't know that you would make it up yeah I don't think you'd be walking away from that Doug yeah I got bad news for you I got bad news for a lot of people if you You burn 300 calories during a dump that's uh that's a fight for your life right there my
1: friend. (laughs) that really is yeah you're yeah you got the eye of the tiger on that one, the yeah, brown eye of the
0: tiger. That's not good. But while we did that, I just started laughing, and I pulled out my phone. I'm like, I'm putting this down to talk about on the podcast. You know, I was like,
1: I wonder. Hold on, I'm I'm curious. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this in incognito mode because I don't want I don't want Google searching for serving the ads that relate to this. But oh, you're such a
0: you're such a cuck.
1: <laughs> do you burn thinking a shit? There you go. According yeah. to one study, the average person burns about two to three calories per bowel movement.
0: So how do you take that and multiply it by 100? I thought you were going to say two to 300. and I was like, okay, I've miscalculated my dumps. And I was I've like, been oh. incorrect forever. Yeah. Okay. Apparently I do that all the time. Yeah. Two to three calories. I yeah. mean, yeah, because really how strenuous is it? Your heart rate isn't going up, you know? No. Like, yeah. The only times I've had has just been like the ferocious diarrhea, you know, where you, you have yeah. bubble gut and you think you're gonna shit your pants before you get to the toilet, and I've been like, oh my god, and then like my body is sweating and you know, I'm not taking the hint that my body's like, hey man, you need to make a change in your diet, you know? Yeah. Well, hold
1: on, <laughs> we're getting some. There's a lot of articles now. This is where I don't know if the internet feeds on itself and it's okay. just like, you know, like like one person post it and everyone else is like, this is accurate. I just need clicks. Yeah, but a bunch of different websites saying pooping does burn about sixty-eight calories in an hour. So if that's the case, in you'd have hour, to go. You'd have to go what four or five is pooping hours for an hour? I don't know. While you pooping, you tense your muscles, and depending on the fiber and water count in your poop, hold on. Let me click through to actually get to the link. <laughs> Uh, You could have a strenuous poop or soft poop. The more you strain, the more calories you burn, although it would be very uncomfortable for you. Pooping in a squat toilet would require you to squat. This position also burns more calories. Makes sense. Just like you would when squatting anywhere else. However, the calorie content... Okay, so here we go. So, all right. So, we could... You could engineer the way that you poop, right? You could do... uh, What do they call it? Like a suicide hold? Where you're... Isn't that what it's called when you – hold on. Isn't it? I need you to explain uh, more. Have you ever done a Del Rulk workout?
0: No. Well, yeah, once or twice. And I was like, "This, my life's not worth this. (laughs) Life's too short to go through this.
1: Basically, it's a squat hold, uh, more or less. Um, Oh, right, 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 right,
0: right, 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 right. I thought they
1: called them suicides, but yeah. I think you're right. Uh, but but you could do a squat hold which in in theory would would activate more muscles and in theory burn more calories. So that's one way. You could do a wall hold or a wall
0: squat, right? Sounds like what you need to do is you need to be working out while you take a shit. That's what it sounds like to me. I feel like that's the only way we're going to get to the And that sounds incredibly dangerous.
1: <laughs> yeah, also messy.
0: Yeah 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 doesn't seem it's also yeah if the strain i have a feeling that's gonna rip up your insides if you strain too much so that's how you, you get a hernia yep. buddy three a
1: 300 calorie
0: dump sounds like the worst possible dump that you could possibly ever have doesn't sound good tell you that much Ken, you're
1: fighting for your life that's it
0: doesn't sound good at all yeah so yeah. that was a fun conversation i am glad i was able to bring to the podcast you're welcome everybody oh.
1: This is, look, this is, this is why we started the podcast. Don't act it's like a- you
0: don't have these kind of conversations on long road trips, all right? Let's not, <laughs> let's not get holier than now, audience. I know, yeah. I know what you talk about. I know what you talk about, you know? But it sounds like, you know, doing a 300-calorie dump would be like a cleanse. And speaking of cleanse, you're kind of going through your own cleanse right now, aren't you? I am. But before we transition to that, the next time that you go for a movement—
1: I would like you to set an other workout on your watch. And how just about see I what set it do. as
0: wrestling? How about that? So then you'll whatever know whatever. you want to do, Doug. How about we, from now on, do. whenever we poop, we're going to say we're doing wrestling, so we'll know when we're pooping. How about that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll see. Doug just completed wrestling. Oh, good for him.
0: He's like, that's nice. a,
1: that's the fourth one today. That's really okay. good. That's yeah. not
0: really good. He's got problems. <laughs> He's got problems. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like what are we call like I'm horseback not, riding or I'm something tripping, like that?
1: Though. You're going to see wrestling come up now on my – and you're going to know. Yeah. And it's going to say he, he burned two calories.
0: He's like, wow, that wasn't very long either, you know.
1: That's Yeah. Well, there you go. He must be a very good wrestler. He, just, he must he not be it. on
0: his phone anymore if he's pooping that quick. Am I right? <laughs>
1: Speaking of which, well done. That was two segues for you. Two good ones.
0: Like, mark it right in the books, yeah. y'all. I did it.
1: Yeah. Episode 40 what is this 402? 402 baby. Yeah. Only to, only took 402 episodes, but that 10,000 hours
0: it. get you get you where you need to go. There you go.
1: Yeah, no, I'm taking a uh this week um I decided I wanted to start uh examining not just from uh fitness uh it's it, this took me almost the entire year uh the fit by 40 thing, but uh I, I'm I'm wanting to do um Mental cleanse as well, and and look at the different things in my life that you know take my attention, take my time, and so one of those is social media. Uh, I don't, I'm not on a ton of different platforms. Really, Instagram is the only one I do. I spend some time on Reddit, and I look at that as a little bit of like social media. Uh, Discord, I'm on there every once in a while. I look at that as social media. Uh, Twitter, I just open it up usually to delete the notifications to like satisfy, like, yep, I've seen the notification. Then I close it. So Instagram's the really the only one that I spend any significant amount of time on. But I realized that every time I had a moment to myself, anytime that I had a, a downtime, I was pulling out my phone, opening Instagram and do, just doom scrolling. I would hit reels or I would check whatever. And it got to the point where I was scrolling long enough where I actually was getting like motion sick. I was getting hmm. nauseous and I was like, this is, this isn't good. And then right, right? there was, I can't remember what, what it was. There was one specific one, a reel that I was watching. And I, I actually had this, this, the self actualization of like, it, how is this real? Making you a better person, like <laughs> it is. I'm watching someone like feed their chickens and explain how having chickens it, like is a, a good thing for them. I'm like, this has nothing to do with. I'll never own chickens. I'm sure it's a lovely thing to own, and they give you eggs and yada yada yada. But I'm like, this is this is an absolute definition of a waste of time. A waste of my. I could be doing anything else. So I said, fuck it. I'm I'm deleting. Twitter, just to get that off my phone, I'm shutting down, uh, Instagram, um, Reddit and discord for what, at least one week I'm starting with one week and I'm going to see how it is. So anytime I am, you know, alone with my thoughts, pooping, trying to burn 200 calories, or if I just have, you know, a uh, downtime, I'm, I'm allowing myself to be bored and I'm just allowing sure. myself to sit and think, and I'm not pulling the phone out. I'm not checking emails. I'm not I'm really just trying to sit and and just kind of be because I can't remember who it was. And I think we talked about this in the podcast, but someone had said the problem with creativity nowadays is that no one allows themselves to be bored anymore. yeah And back in the day, all these great ideas came out because people didn't have anything to do and they just sat and thought and ideas came to them and they allowed themselves to be bored, which allowed their minds to wander, which allowed these ideas to form. And then we had amazing stories and inventions and, and, you know, philosophies that came out of this. So I want to allow myself to be bored for a little while. So right now I'm on a social media purge. And I think, you know, another week or two, I think I'm going to try doing a TV purge and I'm only mm. going to, uh, no YouTube, no TV, no video per se, like, uh, of any shape or form. Um, just to get the news, I'm going to read it. I'm going to go to, you know, we, Beth and I subscribed to the Apple news app. So we get all sorts of different periodicals that come through and, uh, that's how I'll keep up on things. And I'm going to see what it's like to go a week, and I'm going to read a lot of books or at least read a book. Maybe I can finish a book in a week.
0: There you we'll go.
1: see. So this is my new thing that I'm trying just to kind of cut things out for a week and see how it makes me feel. And I'm starting with social media so far. I got to stay keeping on the poop trend. Uh, much more efficient i'm in and out i got a lot of time back didn't realize how long i was sitting there yeah. do you do you surf social media at all when you're on i do i do sometimes
0: yeah. uh yeah i've done it i've done it before not as I, i'm more cognizant of that like when i'm I'm like i got i got things i gotta do yeah i can't sit here forever Um, but yeah, I've done the same thing. Like before I go to bed, sometimes like after like a video game stream or something, I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm not ready for bed. I'll just watch this for a little bit. And every time I do it, my brain goes, don't, don't do this. Don't do this. (laughs) And an hour goes by and I'm like, fuck, that's an hour I could have spent sleeping. But instead I just keep watching dumb shit. And I was like, stop it. And it just, yeah, this is the one thing I don't like about having a podcast. It's because the only reason why I have these social medias is because of the podcast. So, um, if I didn't have this podcast, I would absolutely not have any of them. I wouldn't. Yeah. I absolutely wouldn't. Um, but because there's the formula, right, for, for getting people to know more about you. It's not only posting content. You have to engage with it. And I just I don't do the engagement part of it. I don't like – Same. I don't have the energy to be like, what are people doing? And just being active. If you engage with our content, I'll engage back with you. But I right. just yeah, – Right. And we love it when people engage with our
1: content, but I just, it, it I does, don't want to wade into that.
0: It takes so much energy to create the content, edit the content, upload the content to three fucking platforms, and then write the right. goddamn descriptions, put the hashtags, do all that sort of stuff. And then be like, and now go find other people and engage with them. I'm like, this is, this is absurd. Right. This is absolutely oh, okay. absurd. And I don't like spending my time and effort on it. So yeah. that's probably the biggest bane of my existence when it comes to the podcast is just, I get, I think eighty percent of the way there, I can't do that. The 20% of just yeah. continuing. I try to do that on Twitter to some degree. I feel like I was somewhat engaging with stuff, but I'm like, I don't like Instagram at all. I don't enjoy that. TikTok just seems like a mess. Like I, I, I was like, who would wade into the comments and any of this stuff? Like, it sounds like a fucking nightmare to do that. You yeah. Know? Um, but I just I just want to say I'm really happy for you. I think this is a great idea. Um, I found that when I have breaks from that stuff, it's infinitely better. Just I feel yeah. better. I don't think about it. You know, I don't need it. Yeah. And I think it'll be a good thing for your brain and to step away from that. I think that's great. I think it's really really good. Something I Thanks. wouldn't recommend is a trend that I've seen. Like there was this nutritionist. Who was uh, promoting a salt water cleanse, uh, a oh. gut cleanse, where what? essentially you uh, chug a glass of water that has some salt in it, and it basically will either give you super watery diarrhea or it'll make you throw up. And this person's like, This is, if you feel like you've got gut problems, do this, and it will, it, you need to cleanse your gut. It's like, no, you're gonna fucking shit like crazy or you're gonna vomit and you're gonna get dehydrated. You don't need to do this. And there's just right. all sorts of bullshit like this that floats around or people are like, yeah, yes. this is good for my gut health.
1: These experts, I that's the thing that drives me fucking nuts is the the everybody's got
0: expertise about something. Yeah.
1: And it's easy to fall different- into
0: it because people can just like talk. Yeah. I see so much nutritionist stuff. Like people are like, here's a great meal. And I'm like, that looks really good. But then I started thinking, I'm like, well, how do I know it's a good meal? How do I know <laughs> it's actually <laughs> yeah, nutritious? Really. Like if you're talking <clears throat> like, hey, enjoy this it tastes good but people are like hey if you're trying to gain muscle here's a great like you know thing i'm like "Mm, right how do i really know that you know everyone's got a cookbook that they're selling you know for their nutrition guides and i I found some people on there where i'm like that makes sense you know and i'm like yeah i think i think like there was this guy recently i found who's talking about you know how to basically eat more food to lose weight and the idea is like eating Good stuff. Like uh, instead of like he did, uh, um, he's like here's here's an example of like a classic breakfast. It's like an omelet, a four egg omelet, uh, with some toast and some and some butter and whatever. And he's like, that's this is this is so many calories. What if instead you did still did the same omelet but you just used one yolk and used egg whites, and then you gave yourself a shitload of veggies. And you gave yourself some strawberries. He goes, the veggies are low calorie. And he goes, instead of using butter or anything like that, you use a spray. Like he's giving you all these tips where it's like, yeah. you are going to be full, you're gonna be more full and you're eating less calories. That's gonna help with your calorie deficit to help you lose weight. And I'm like, Oh, that's yeah. okay. That checks out. And he's like, Yeah. These are the kinds of things he's like, here's have this giant bowl of Greek nonfat yogurt with some frozen fruit and some jello. He goes, Yeah. It's 450 grams of this stuff, and he goes, "I guarantee you, you're going to be full." And it's only like 300 calories. He goes, "You're welcome." Yeah. I'm like, "That fucking makes sense. Like, it totally makes sense." So, whenever I try make eggs, that's exa-
1: That's the that's the rest. It's three egg three egg whites and one whole egg, and and it makes an incredible amount of eggs, and you don't have to worry about you know. I'm sure you're not getting as much protein because the mm-hmm. protein's in the yolk and whatever, but <laughs> it it's look it's it's doing its job, and that's a it's a great way to. It's a, it's a great way to, to not, not trick yourself, but to, to, to make yourself think like I am eating four eggs, but you're, you're doing something for yourself and the, swapping out for the veggies and the fruit fucking it's genius. It absolutely yeah. is.
0: I need to eat more veggies today. I realized yeah. I have a giant and, like container of pickles that I've had for a while. Cause no, you, you have pickles, love pickles, pickles you can go nuts. on Yes. Yeah. There's zero calories, man. Yeah. And I was like, today I'm like, let's bust out some of those pickles when I'm, when I need a snack. Cause I'm like that yeah. shit. It will fill you up. It'll satisfy you. And it's zero calories, baby. I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. Done deal. But anyway, back to the thing. I'm really, I'm really happy for you for, for Thank doing you. this. I commend you for it. I think it's important. I think everyone should try this um, because social media fucking sucks. It really sucks. It does. And I, I've, I found too that <clears throat> as of late, I have,
1: uh, I, I feel like I've been dipping in and out of depression a little bit mm-hmm. more easily and just for my own mental health. And, you know, again, we want to talk about this as freely and openly as possible on the podcast because people, it people deal with it and it's okay to talk about it. And social media doesn't help it. And I'm, I'm realizing that just, just being, because not only are you comparing, you're seeing everyone else do stuff and you're like, man, I'm not putting any, like if you're a creative, like, like we are like, mm-hmm. I'm seeing people do this. I'm like, we're not, I'm not putting nearly as much out as I should, or being creative. And then I, as I'm watching this and then I'm realizing, well, you're spending time watching this and that's doing it. And then also just being disengaged with everything else going on around you and being sucked into your phone. It's all of that kind of compounds on itself. And I, I really think that's been affecting my, my mental state and it's just, it's not good. So I would urge anyone that is, that finds themselves often on, on social media, just try it. Give it. Give yourself a break. I'm two days into it, and I'm three days today, and I'm I'm really actually already starting to feel much. I the first two days, I'll say that I had the weird muscle memory thing where I would reach for my phone, I would stop, and I would put it away, and I had it. I had to keep checking myself, and today I didn't actually reach for it, like. If if I was going to check the like I, I reached for it with purpose instead of mindlessly reaching for my phone yep. and I was like oh it only took three days to kind of start to to turn the tide on that so That's and awesome. it feels good it definitely feels good you uh, decided to purge yourself of a digital evil recently as well
0: oh my god uh, there's no surprise here I've talked about it ad nauseum LinkedIn fucking sucks it is a shit app for shit people. <laughs> hard stop it is it's a it's right. a garbage app that you go on there and you look at your feed and it's just a bunch of people just fluffing each other fluffing themselves <laughs> just it is the worst trite nonsense drivel that comes out of these people that they just fart onto linkedin and uh, i i shut down just basically just about every single notification but I'm also a notification person I'm like you where if I see there's like something an app that has like a notification on it I have to make that notification go away yeah I can't sit there with it on there a little Trello's red like working. that on my fucking phone right now I can't get the I, I don't know where the notification is but it's in there
1: oh no
0: it's driving me crazy I'm like where is yeah. it where is it um, but um, I used to work at Grubhub and Grubhub recently laid off several hundred people from their workforce. Mm -hmm. So the people that I was connected to on fucking LinkedIn Uh are all posting about it. And listen, you got laid off. That sucks. It's awful. I can only imagine. I got laid off once. It sucks. Didn't really want to work there. So, I mean, you know, whatever. That's a different time. Story for a different time that I've already told. But like, I understand that feeling. So I want to empathize first. I want to put some compassion out there. It sucks. But what I don't like is what I see is virtue signaling for everyone who didn't lose their job. Okay. <laughs> where they'll be like, Oh my gosh, today, what a difficult day. This company that I work for has laid off some of my best friends and the most talented employees out there. Please. I'm spreading this out to my network. Here are some people and they tag them. Please look into them. They're available. They're great at what they do. Please check them out. Now, listen, On paper, that's a really kind thing to do. You're acknowledging the situation. You're putting out something, letting people know, hey, here's a good person. You should totally check them out. You know, they lost their job and please help them out. All right. But LinkedIn felt like they need to notify me that this person had either posted or shared someone else's post about this. And I was like, why am I getting this notification? I don't want this notification. I don't fucking care. So I click on the thing, I say, I'm not interested in any more notifications like this. Or so like, got it. You won't see any more like this. Two hours later, notification. Guess what? This same person has shared someone else's post about that. It's like, hey, asshole. I don't want these kind of notifications. It's like, gotcha. We're not gonna send those to you anymore. The next day, another person that I know that was connected. He was like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. These people were let go. Please. It's like, I'm like, I don't don't want this notification. It's like, you got it, buddy. You're not going to see this anymore. This happens like six more times. (laughs) I get so mad because I'm like, I don't work there anymore. I don't follow this company. I'm connected to these people. Why am I getting their notifications specifically? I don't care. I don't want it. And I just, I got to the point where I'm like, fuck this app, fuck this website, get it off my phone. And I just like, irrationally, I probably could have yes. said, don't send me any notifications whatsoever. Nope, Part of practical nope done was right like, thing. occasionally I get messages from people. I'm like, I'll get a fucking email. And so it messages me, I'm out. And I just like deleted it. I was like, fuck LinkedIn so um, hard. I just, it's such a, uh, it was such a good idea. And it's and early on where it's like, Hey, here's a place. To connect with people She's for a, a work, for right. as a professional. Great idea, right? And it's turned into whether it's okay. either a pity party or it's just people blowing themselves. Yeah. Uh, it's people that just like, it, it's awful. And, and, Justin, did you hear? LinkedIn's what? rolling out its own AI stuff. And do you know what this AI stuff does, Justin? What's type, that, Doug? You type in at least 30 words of what you wanna say and then it fills in the rest of a post for you. So that means... Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, a, a post. Yes. Not not like fills in your
1: resume or fills in what... It, it actually it's, will it's, create a it's, post It's for, for making
0: you. a post on LinkedIn. If you're like, you have to type in at least 30 words to give an idea of what you want to say, and then it will fill in the rest. It's already... Is 30
1: words not a post? I feel like that's a post already.
0: How many words do you need for a post? already bad enough as it is. Imagine... The sort of oh, man. self-sucking off sort of stuff that AI is going to create. If it's been trained on the LinkedIn Gosh. stuff, the amount of yes. self-love yes. that will come out of this as people post stuff and with AI-enhanced stuff, it'll be a goddamn nightmare. It's already bad. I can't wait until people start trolling it, though. I do think we'll get a couple. Who's of really gonna troll it, Justin? Things. Who's trolling LinkedIn? Nobody LinkedIn. goes there. That's cool. LinkedIn. Nobody goes to LinkedIn. That's cool. Why would they? The cool people are anywhere but LinkedIn. Can I? Can I
1: interject real quick?
0: Yes. Stuff is stupid. Stuff is dumb. <laughs> Doug <laughs> hates stuff. Doug hates LinkedIn. That should be LinkedIn. its own thing the amount of times i've just railed against that fucking website i oh hate it God. so it's, much
1: the thing is it's true because and all the notifications that you get and i think i sent you a meme on that one time where yeah. it was it was like hey seven people looked at your profile and you're like cool who someone from aerospace looked at your pro- why did i why does that matter why does any of that matter someone from pet care looked at your profile okay doesn't apply to me anyone yeah. else Go premium to see the other people who looked at your profile. Yeah, it, like the it, the notifications mean nothing. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's it, it, I the, have p- had zero. I have had. Well, I I want to say zero. Maybe maybe one meaningful interaction on LinkedIn the entire the entire time that I've been on there. I have maybe had one truly beneficial, meaningful interaction everything else has been either people hey congratulations on your work anniversary or that's
0: about as bad as like facebook or the cold cells yeah i like yeah
1: i I don't i don't i've i have yet to see the benefit of linkedin
0: i understand its purpose but its purpose has evolved into something awful and it's what well, the problem is that it started, in my opinion, innocently enough, and then certain people started getting traction in there, doing something a certain way, and then people just followed suit. And it's turned into this thing where people get on a soapbox. and They're like, let me tell you something, managers. Let me tell you a little thing called employee satisfaction. Let me tell you how you need to treat your workers. Let's Listen here, CEOs. Right. It ain't about the beanbag chairs. It ain't about snacks at work. We want to be treated like human beings, which, you know, on on itself, it's like, yeah, that that all makes sense. But the way that it's done, the memes that are shared on there and the people that I find that are most active on there, I can't fucking stand. The people in my workplace that were complete (laughs) tools were the same people that are on LinkedIn actively. And I'm like, of course you are. This is like, yes. I look at that. You know, some people look at Facebook like, Oh, that's for old people. LinkedIn is for old people. In my opinion, old okay. old Interesting. professionals Interesting. who are like, right. Hey, I, and that's <sighs> not true. I know all of the people I've worked with, but I feel like people go there looking at LinkedIn, like a savior for all their, their work life woes. And sure. it's not that if there's ever there's grifters, wherever you go, LinkedIn feels like a giant grift of people that are constantly trying to be like, Hey, I'm hosting a webinar about how to turn $1 into two. You know, it's just whatever it is. It's just absolute horseshit. And I can't fucking stand it. And now, I don't know if this is, I'm sorry. I no, go ahead go. I was going to say, I don't know if this is because
1: I have a, a business uh, or like, and I listed as the business owner on, on, on my LinkedIn profile or, or if you get this too, but do you get like like that, like where it's it's just grift nation or unsolicited, um, not uh, yeah, unsolicited sales pitches or connections? Do you do you get like an ungodly amount of these? I don't, I don't. So I I have like here's one message received with premium. Hi, Justin. My name is I'm not going to say his name. I'm a, f- a former Fortune 500 exec, transformational mentor and coach, and founder of an, of something. I'm not going to say. I'm, reach- I'm not going to give him a plug. I reached out because I help high performers like you connect to the most inspired versions of yourself. attract truly boosts you joy and realize the full <laughs> depth of this amazing life experience. It's not a traditional executive coaching program by any means. It's, it's for high performing executives. You didn't know they could send audio messages All on you. Right. Like no, I, yeah. I'm just
0: translating for people with what they're oh, saying. That's right.
1: But it's for high-performing executives, (laughs) entrepreneurs, and business owners. (laughs) (laughs) Want to experience something more in their lives and realize the true potential? Here's the best. Here's the best paragraph. My concierge-level transformational program. My concierge-level transformational program has helped many create better relationships, curb anxiety, fortify self-esteem, and find new levels of life balance, joy, and purpose across all areas of life. Would you be open to learning more? (laughs) And I'm telling you, dude, I get shit like this constantly. People, I mean, people who are just, I mean, yeah. Hey, can I you your business looks really fascinating. I'd love to help you blah blah blah. And I'm like, "You know nothing of me or my business. Obviously, you've done zero research on who I am." And and it's and guess what? It shows.
0: You know what's funny? Someone paid for premium, which is not cheap, to be able to right. send you a direct message. Yeah. That that right. is a waste of fucking. Money. I know it's a numbers game, but that's a waste of fucking money. The most 100%. I've gotten is like someone going, "Hey, I saw your resume. I think you'd be great for this training role." I'm like, I I don't do I just that. Another one, it's
1: board position open for you. I'm like, on the board of what? I don't <laughs> I don't have the fucking cv for that what do you who are you who Uh, are you
0: that that always pissed me off whenever i would get emails from people they're like hey i saw your resume i think you'd be great for this sales job i'm like if you looked at my resume you'd see i have no sales experience why would you fucking at talk to me about this no (laughs) i don't mind (laughs) like the instructional design stuff because people are like hey we're looking for a contractor to do x y and z let me know if you're interested i'm like that's fine like it's at least within the realm of what i do so that seems whatever like I got I don't respond to them but I'm like eh whatever it's fine. But I hate yeah. the ones that are salesy where someone's like hey I saw that you like a uh, podcasts uh could you what what, you, what do you think is your the your favorite podcast episode you ever listened to. Anyway, here's my pitch. I was like go oh, fuck yourself.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Get out here. Just, they just they find one little thing and they're like oh I can make a connection on this.
0: Oh right. I felt really gross because I work on i've I've talked about this before. I'm an editor for the Take Two podcast, which is a phenomenal podcast. You should go check it out. I love it. Um, but I was like, I feel like I felt compelled one day to share an episode. It was the loneliness episode on there, which is awesome. It's so good. Lindsay and Stacy just break down loneliness, how it's really bad these days. I was like, I you know what? I'm going to post this on LinkedIn because I want to shout out Will. For giving me the yep. opportunity to work yep. on that. I want to shout out the podcast. I was like, this seems like something that would be good for the LinkedIn community. You know what I mean? I don't mean that in a bad way, but I'm like, this could be something where people would yeah. be like, oh, cool. And I shared it, and a part of me was like, gross. Gross. I contributed to the algorithm. Gross. Um, but, you know, I, I did it for you know for other stuff. But I felt gross doing it. I didn't like doing it. Nothing about it felt good. And I feel like as soon as I posted something, all of a sudden people came out of the woodwork. They're like, oh, hey! Where have you been? Right. Ooh, you... Haven't seen you in a while. Fresh meat. <sighs> Fresh Where meat. Where do you work?
1: Yeah. yeah, they just get all fucking slobbery and like, like oh, who to our wares too It's like, oh, fuck, get out of here.
0: Uh, so, yeah. That's... that's uh, it's not fun. It's not a fun place. Uh, one less... One less app on my phone that that's, I that's don't need the way get notifications from. Don't you know get... what? I... If I wasn't recording this on my phone right now,
1: I would I would go in and delete because I, I feel the same way. I don't need it on my phone. It's an app that
0: I do not need to check that on my phone. Zero reason. Absolutely no. I will no get reason. emails and I will log in on my desktop yeah. to check it when needed. So yeah, Justin, so email, I've got. I'm going to join that, Doug. I'm going to join you in that. Join me in oh, deleting man. LinkedIn off your phones. That's an imperative. Rise but, up. Yes um so justin yeah i've got big news okay and, I, and to everyone listening i've got big news for you too because i heard a new slang term today not today but recently and it blew my mind because i was like this so this is how this is how the new, new new vernacular is created okay did you learn this on linkedin I did not learn this on LinkedIn. I learned okay. about this on the Your Mom's House podcast, so you know it's going to wow. be family friendly. Hundred um, percent. This is your warning. So, um, I learned about a phrase, a collection of words, uh, that means that means it's used for when you're absolutely slaying. the ultimate form of yasification. Popping off so hard, you can't contain it, and everyone is in awe. That's one person's definition, according to Urban Dictionary. So, um, I want you to take a guess. I'll give you some context. One word in this two-word phrase is a word that's pretty negative. And what I appreciate about this is it's like a reclamation of that word and empowering folks to use it. But when you and I hear this word, we don't hear empowerment. And I will say right out the bat, gang, this is not the N-word, okay? We're safe there. It's nothing. It's nothing pejorative <laughs> in terms of race. I didn't know
1: if, this, if we made 400 and then
0: 402 was going to be our demise or well, what. I, I also want to set glad. the boundaries so you're not like, oh, I mean, is it like, yeah. what's what's a slang for the Portuguese or something? You know, like just, <laughs> you know, it's nothing. it's nothing like that. So I would just take a guess. So if you, based on this definition, it's <clears throat> two words. Used for what when you're absolutely be- slang. The ultimate form of yasification popping off so hard you can't contain it, and everyone is in awe. And one of the words is a naughty word. <laughs> is it is it cunt bubbler? You got one of the words right. I did? Mm-hmm. Bubbler? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh the, the, I'm glad you said it was two because the first thing, I don't know if you've ever seen the Key and Peele sketch, pussy on the chain wax. <laughs> I feel like I have.
0: I, it, it, it sounds familiar.
1: It's where one of them tries to make that a thing. You got to keep <laughs> the pussy on the chain wax. And he's like, that doesn't mean anything. That's not a, that's just words together. And like they go back and that's forth. Funny funny like, it's funny because it's no. Not, I say it all the time.
0: It kind of feels like that. It does, and so
1: I was like, "Is this? If this? If someone actually tried to to make that a
0: thing, I would have loved it." But I'm glad you said it was two. All right, um, I'll give you. you could, I'll give you like a, a quick guess. If you know, Clint Tower, close. Um, so first of all, when I when I prepped this to Justin in our pre production meeting, Justin goes, "Oh, I bet, I bet I can figure out what it is." I go, "I will. I'm a. I'm not a gambling man. I'm willing to bet money. You will not guess this phrase. There's just, yeah. and if you do know it." Then, oh, my God, you know, yeah. like, um, I believe a prize was offered to me. Yes. I was like, yeah, it was. something I was like, you will get some prize if you can figure this out. So, but, I'm, you know, <laughs> you figure out the naughty word. Thank you. The phrase. That's,
1: always the, that's never the word I have an issue. The with. new I hit always, phrase. I always find the, the naughty word.
0: Yes. The new hit phrase that all the young kids are using now, apparently, is called serving cunt. Interesting. Yes. Like on a platter. See, that's the part that I struggle with, because okay. when I hear serving cunt, I think of a platter, you know, but the idea and I'll, I'll use it in in some some, Please some use examples it it for me. Yeah. Um, so like, OMG, Chloe, you're serving cunt tonight. Like you are being you know, like you're looking great. You're looking fabulous. Um, uh,
1: <laughs> I'm just thinking about using this in a
0: like man I t- I also joke to you, I'm like, oh yeah, man, you, you people are totally using this at work, you know, like,
1: <laughs> oh my God, Chloe, you're totally so <laughs> fun tonight.
0: So it's also another way of like another definition is saying something is amazing or fantastic. You similarly is saying someone or something is sexy, mostly just used for women. Some definitions say it can be for anyone, but this one is suggesting for for women. It says Hayuna is serving cunt in this photo shoot. Jesus Christ! That's probably listen. That's probably my delivery of that. I really right. emphasize the the cunt, but um, there's I mean,
1: also it makes it sound like an X rated photo shoot, right? right? Like
0: she's she's serving some up. Yeah, right. This this definition just makes me laugh because it's it's too specific. It says something that motherfuckers named Lily are always doing. <laughs> Who is over there serving cunt? Love- oh, that's just Lily. They're always doing that.
1: <laughs> is this Urban Dictionary you're on? Yes. Sometimes they have the best hyper specific definitions. Right. Oh, so another God.
0: example is like person one. Do you do <clears throat> I post this photo on Instagram? Person two, yes, you serve cunt for real. I don't get it.
1: <laughs> you know, like I like I get it, but I don't. I understand. <clears throat> like, oh, you like I, I know like if you say like oh you served him, like I've heard people say that they got you got served, or I, I've I've heard that. You gotta forget everything you've served. learned, Justin. I've heard that people call each other cunt as well. I've never heard the two put them together and say that they're being served
0: cunt. I don't so, get it. So, this was news to Tom Segura and <laughs> okay. his wife, Christina P., and their guest, Lauren, um, because apparently this came up and, and Tom was like, I'm sorry, what? And they're like, right. Yeah, like this is a <laughs> thing that kids are saying. And Tom's like, Can define this? And his producer's like, I don't know how to define it. One of our interns, she's like she gets it that was this is actually the theme of her birthday party was serving cunt and tom goes what can you get her in here he's like yeah yeah right so like she comes in and she's like yeah yeah like it basically means like you're you're wearing like you know amazing you know outfit and you're just like you know you're 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 everyone's like holy shit look at this person they're awesome and tom's like all right which one of us is serving the most cunt right now and it's like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's the guest. He's got the sequin jacket on, and all this stuff, and he's like, "All right, cool." And they're like, and sometimes <clears> we'll <throat> just say, "Man, you're really cunty," you know. And I'm like, no, nah, that's not, that's not how I learned what that is. That means." That wait, wait, wait. Means,
1: I'm sorry. The intern said sometimes they'll say,
0: "Yeah, it's like," or really- short frame It's like, "Man, you're you're, you're cunty," you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, mm, "Wow, talking about changing the
1: game on that word." Then, holy shit!
0: Yeah, so I'm like generations above you will not take that as a compliment. <laughs> no.
1: No, absolutely not. <clears throat> that this will be one of those line in the sand moments. If the the newer generations do adopt fully adopt this and it's not just a flash in the pan Zeitgeist thing, I this will be a line in the sand moment where you will be able to clearly delineate between generations yep. if this if this sticks
0: yeah it i would love for us as an american culture the u.s culture to reclaim cunt to not be so fucking brutal <clears throat> i fully agree with that i absolutely agree with that because it is, it, hearing it's end, it is just a word yeah hearing folks in the uk and australia use it yeah. like it seems so less threatening i they, think it's yeah. the way we pronounce it we're just like it's like oh god jesus well like, we get the t too cunt yeah yeah cunt yeah. was like hey look at this cheeky cunt right here you know it's like it doesn't they, they
1: swallow they swallow it they swallow yeah, the they
0: don't they don't they don't enunciate it's such a yeah. f- small four-letter word but they don't put the weight behind it you know right they're right. just like
1: yeah it's like yeah
0: it's just boom it's out the door it's no big deal yeah and um because that word, I fully agree to that. Yeah. So I to a, to like a certain level, I'm like, I love what's happening here. Is that a generation is like taking that word to like, no, we're gonna feel empowered by this. Like this is something we're gonna say and we're gonna agree that like this means you're awesome. And I'm like, okay, like I don't I don't dislike it. I mean, yeah. I, I'm I don't disagree. It just
1: it definitely because of how I've been conditioned, it hits my ears. It hits my ears a certain way, and it's it surprises me how it's being used and how cavalier people are being with throwing this around as a compliment. Yeah. I'm, I'm not again for the record, not against it. I'm kind of for it. Yeah. I just, I don't know that I will be uh, helping. I don't know that I'll be an early adopter of
0: this. (laughs) I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out there testing the waters with this personally. Um, I didn't grow up like hearing that word a lot. It's not really in my vocabulary. Like I, I, Throw it out very specifically, you know, at times, yeah. mostly to help Jill describe someone because I'm like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help Joe with this. I'm like, are they uh, see you next Tuesday? She's like, yes. I'm like, there we go. Yes. We got it. But I don't it's not really in my vocab for uh, swear words. I don't sure. uh, I don't fling that around all unnecessarily. Um, So it's definitely worth, uh, you know, worth noting that to me. So but I understood like it was always like a, a no, no. It was a big no-no word. And so when I hear that, I'm like, oh, especially when Americans use it. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, okay. So for me, I would love to be like 20 years from now where that's just like the slang. and I'll be like laughing, being like, I remember when that was not the yeah. case at all. This <laughs> used to mean a really bad word, you know? I think it'd be amazing
1: if as 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 old people, we could just... It gets to the point where it is commonplace, and then just as old people were just throwing it around. Because I think old people saying that is hysterical.
0: It is so funny. Like, there's going to be a lot of really funny things hearing old people do. Like, hearing old people talk about, like, esports, talking about games, referring to things like, you know, saying things like tank diff, DPS diff, you know. Support, I don't know what those mean, but yes, your support level sucks. You know, you got shitty supports over there. You know, well, we've L- talked about too how the current older
1: generation how we're just like, yeah, you know the the Beatles and the Stones and you know uh, uh, the Pretenders, like all like the Turtles, like all these bands uh, are like, yep, that makes sense. You know, uh, for for music. But as we age, we're going to be 80-year-olds listening to the Beastie Boys and to Blink-182 and, to you know, uh, Wu-Tang Clan. (laughs) We're going to be sitting there in the old folks' home with just, you know, cream, get the money,
0: dollar-dollar bills, y'all. Jill will forever be singing Shoop uh, and, uh, you know, doing some Snoop Dogg and and things like that. But also what's interesting, I saw this recently, uh, someone basically tagged certain bands and songs as dad rock now. And some of those songs included, uh, fat lip oh. by some 41, which I'm like, makes sense. That yeah, song came no, out when no. I, when, when I was 18, you know, yep. um, th- what else was there? Um, there was like a slipknot song, <laughs> which I was like, I think it was duality. I'm like, yeah, that I mean, checks again, out. Y- logically that checks yes corn um you know like they're going through all these songs and it was a guy that was duetting it and each each one that came out he was like no (laughs) no but to me i embrace that i'm like good i always used to joke when i was younger i'm like if you're telling me at some point blink 182 is going to be considered classic rock i can't fucking wait because that means it'll be everywhere
1: (laughs) it'll be all over the place and that's what
0: i want to listen to you tell me some Yippee Skippy! That's good. <laughs> and also for the first time, it made me realize, you know, listening to my dad or my mom listen to music and being like, God, this music sucks or whatever, not enjoying it. And now I'm like, the stuff that I grew up with is now considered probably people like, oh God, some 41. I'm like, some 41's Wait. not old. And I'm like, no, they are. Yeah, I look at Blink-182, yeah. I'm like, Mark Hoppus, Tom DeLonge. They look old, man. They look withered. They look, look old. They look old. I was like... <laughs> yikes that's uh that's yeah. that's life for you um yeah. but yeah I, I i embraced that i was like listen that's that's just how it goes man that's just how it goes that stuff ages with you unfortunately at some point it's going to be considered at some point that's just going to be considered like ancient music you know what i mean yeah golden like, oldies at some point they're gonna be like guys blink 182 has died i am be like fuck you know what i mean like <laughs> they passed away i'm like oh no from what yeah. old age Okay. Oh, like, i'm old <laughs>
1: You know that's a oh man, aging's a bitch
0: it's tough, man that's we're, we're heading into that realm of like that yeah. second half of the of the of the race, you know, and we're like, uh. things things you know, hitting forty didn't bother me too much, but there's just these perspectives where I'm like, oh right, you know, I start doing the math, I'm like, when's Natalie gonna graduate high school? I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna be in my fifties. <laughs> she graduates high school. Justin just put his face in his hands. I'm like, Oh shit. I'm going to be in my early fifties. I'll be like, cause she would be 17, 10 years from now. Doug, you're, you're, uh, you're triggering me.
1: I'm triggered.
0: Yeah. She's going to be, when she's 18, I'm going to be 51. Holy fucking man. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. When she's 28, I'm going to be 61. That's how math works, everybody. (laughs) That's how math works. Yeah. When she's roughly my age now, I'm going to be 71 years old. (laughs) Doug just shut Justin down
1: for the rest Mm -hmm. of the podcast. My brain broke. It's weird when you
0: kind of like do the math and you kind of relate it to something like that. You're like, oh, fuck.
1: Well, when I turned, I remember distinctly when I turned 28, uh, my dad saying to me, he goes, you are the age I was when you were born. You're the age. You are now the age that I was when I had you. And I was like, how whoa, bad? How bad did you shit your pants? Oh no! I the only thing I thought it was. I was like, then you weren't ready to have a kid because I wasn't. Like, like I could not. Oh, take, you didn't know shit.
0: He's like exactly right. Exactly.
1: Like what were you doing having spawn?
0: Right. And as yeah. I keep getting older all the time, I'm like, oh yeah, my parents didn't know what the fuck they were doing at all. Nobody no. does. Nobody has any no. idea what they're doing and that's, that's okay.
1: N- yeah. <laughs> I I do like to go back and think <clears throat> where, where was I? What age was I when, like, as I'm going into my, uh, my, my 40th year, uh, like looking back and saying, okay, well, you know, my dad and I are this far apart. Like, well, where was he at this point in his life? And trying to remember what I thought of him at that point of like, how did I view him and what he was doing? And yeah. you know, like just, just what, what was my, Emotional and mental understanding of everything, uh, in regards to our relationship and stuff, and then where am I now, and how would that like? It it just that's a it's an interesting game to play to try to figure out you know where where were they, and then where were you respectively, and what was that relationship like? And it's just absolutely
0: yeah, and it's just it's as you get older because you you just assume every adult knows what the hell they're doing. You know, yeah. all the time. As you get older, little by little, bit yeah. by a bit, you're like, "Well, that guy's a little off. That teacher sucks. I don't feel like they know what they're talking about." Then, as you yeah. just, like age up, and you kind of get to there, and you're like, "Oh, they don't know what's going on. They're just doing the best. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. trying their hardest, but they're not." This a, is just a, this just a, a job for them.
1: Yeah, it's a, a lot shoot. of it. You're just like, "Oh, I understand what they were going through. Now they just were waiting for
0: the weekend." <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were tired. Yeah. This is like they the were tenth- tired. Yes. This is the 10th time they've taught this grade and they're doing right. the math. And when they can retire and they're like, I got 12 <laughs> more years, man, 12 more years. Yeah. I'm not even halfway yet. You know, <laughs> and I did see a, a, a good meme about the, uh, about,
1: <laughs> but it's, speaking of just getting tired where they're like, it's at some point, no one ever told you at some point you're just going to become tired and it would never really go away. Mm-hmm. Like I never, when I was younger was never, never exhausted. Now it's just like, I'm always just kind of
0: perpetually tired i thought i was tired when yeah. i was younger yeah. I be like they're like how are you i'm like i'm tired i yeah. i wasn't really tired well oh. <laughs> just like you don't realize how much free time you have until it goes right. away <laughs> oh jesus
1: yes absolutely one of the biggest yeah. curses
0: ever i t- keep telling that to natalie now i'm like enjoy your free time enjoy nice. it enjoy it yep. because at some point it's gonna go away It's going to be minimized and you're going to really savor those moments you have when you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And if you have a kid, it really goes away. And then you really have to like time out when you're going to have fun (laughs) to yourself because it it goes, man. It goes. And the idea that you you want responsibility until you get it. It's like trying so hard. You're like, I got to get to this door. You open the door and then you just slide down the slope and you're like, I want to go back. And you're like, too bad. You made it through the door. You're like, no. It's like, welcome to the real world, motherfucker. You know,
1: you're in it now. Which seems like a perfect place to transition.
0: You got the questions. We got the answers. All you do is ask. It's practical. Practical, 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 ask practical
1: Doug. If you've never been here before for this segment, this is Ask Practical Doug. Practical Doug is a little Doug that lives inside of Big Doug and helps guide Big Doug through all of life's quandaries, questions, and quagmires. Practical Doug serves a great purpose in this life. And if you would like to ask Practical Doug a question, you can. Even though we don't like social media. You can ask us on social media. We'll respond at to you. MindGap. We'll engage with you. We will at Mind Podcast hashtag Ask Doug. I, I always want to. I'm, I'm still getting used to the fact that we're not streaming, so uh, you can't ask us live at least for now. Um, but you can join the Discord server. There is its own special channel for. Is it a channel? We went It, over is. This. it has its okay, own special cool. channel. There's its own special channel for Ask Practical Doug, where you can just. Pop a question in there and maybe it gets answered in Discord and maybe maybe you're lucky enough and it gets answered live on air. I'm just saying, like Jared, today. Because that's what's happening right now. That's what's happening right now. Jared asks Practical Doug, Doug, is a cell phone or mobile phone a a necessity? And if so, when did it become a necessity?
0: I love this question very much because it came... Jared saw a to say it was a discussion is very kind in an Instagram post in the comments where someone where someone goes, When did is a phone, you know, a an necessity? And people are like, Yes, absolutely. And this person's like, I disagree. It's not because you can do everything you need on your laptop, and someone's like, Okay, caveman, you know, like just <laughs> <laughs> Because I get I it. Like there. I think I think there, there needs to be some semantics here because mm-hmm. Because I, I look at this two ways. One, cell phone as it is, right? Or two, a cell phone without internet. So you're saying a smartphone. Yes. Or a true cell mobile phone. phone. Yes. Because I think right. those are two different things. <clears throat> the smartphone as it is today, I think, unfortunately, is a necessity. Um, it hits so many important aspects of life for the sake of communication, Right. Text messaging, FaceTime, occasional phone calls, right? People do actually make phone calls sometimes. Um, that by itself is incredible because I think about all the ways that that's applied and things like two-factor authentication. Granted, mm-hmm. you can do two-factor Ooh. authentication, like having someone call you or maybe getting an email in some situations where you can get that code. But in a lot of situations, it does, you know, text is a way to do it. Sure. If you go to a restaurant and they're like, here's our menu, scan this QR code, you have to have a cell phone that can do that. Um, or if you go to a restaurant, they're like, hey, what's your phone number? We'll text you when, you're, uh, when your table's ready. You know, you get the text message that way. And then you go into things like work, right? In a lot of ways, like communicating with people on work, having the apps available on the phone. So... If you're not at your desk, you can still, which to, to a lot of ways I say is shitty, right? The idea that you're expected to be available at all times, every time. Sure. Again, I'm not saying it's yeah. good or bad, but I do believe it right. is a necessity. Um, it depends on the line of work that you're doing, right? You may need to be in contact on the go doing stuff. Like you kind of need to have that. And then there's things like GPS, Right. Being able to navigate. Granted, yes, we did it with maps before. And before that, people just fucking went out and explored and they found shit, right? I get it. It's possible. But it also adds so much to the sense of like, where are the nearest restaurants to me? Where is the nearest whatever? You name it. It can pull it up for you. It can identify that stuff for you. So, um, and then there's fucking social media, right? Several like Instagram and TikTok, you can only upload stuff through your phone. So if you Mm -hmm. want to be engaged with that and you want to create content that way, you got to be able to do that. So not to mention photos, video, streaming, all sorts of stuff, it's done through the phone. So I think in a society, because part of it is societal norms too, that Mm -hmm. kind of push us to, to be like this and to have this available, to have these sort of like conveniences that also become sort of like expected, right? Because- Let's say you don't have a phone, right? What if you need to call somebody? There aren't pay phones anymore. They don't exist. Right. That's a very good point. You're shit out of luck. And what are you going to do? Go ask someone if you can use their phone? Eh. See, how, see how that goes for you. People typically don't do that. You know, as a parent, <clears throat> I need to know, like, if the school calls or something or camp calls or when Natalie gets older, right? I'm sure you did extracurricular activities at school and you'd get home late and you'd have to fucking go to a payphone and call your parents and be like, I'm back now. Can you come pick me up from school? I did that with sports all the time and now it's like fucking you're gonna have your kids gonna have a phone and be like, hey, we're on our way back. We'll be home in like thirty minutes, come pick me up. It's like Right. Or we'd have to go to like the fucking teacher's lounge and use the phone in there. Like there's just things now that the world has moved on in a way where I do believe that the phone is a necessity, that you need to have it. I don't like that it's a necessity. But in another positive right r- route too, some other countries that didn't have the infrastructure or didn't have the money to spend on landlines can bypass that entirely, go straight to mobile. And mm. now they don't have to worry about like phone wires and shit like that. They just went straight to mobile stuff and they communicate and they got to skip something. you know, they got to jump ahead. Ollie, they were so yeah. far behind they get to jump ahead, you know. So good for them and stuff like that. Anyway, I barfed out a bunch of stuff. What do you think? I I think you brought you actually brought up way more um,
1: <clears throat> arguments for than than I was going to bring to the table. I think just again from the from the QR code at the restaurant, uh, you know, go, going out to eat. There are some restaurants that do that no longer carry paper menus, and mm-hmm. so if you don't have a phone, you're shit out of luck calling people like pay phones. They don't exist anymore. There was, uh, what was the first, the very first thing that you brought up prior to the QR code? Um, it was like communication, texting, two factor authentication, two factor authentication. There's like, there are so and so like, who's to say that, that, uh, you know, you can, you, that you can get an email. You might not be at your computer, right? You know, if you need to log into something. And I, I think there, there we have moved and as a society, uh, to a point in technology where it, it, it's a necessity because society deems it a necessity. Exactly. Right? You might be able to live. Yes. Do you need it to live? No. No. Like, is a necessity in that, like, the, like Ma- is it Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Like, it's yeah. not a necessity in that in that regard. No, you don't need a cell phone to physically survive. You can make it day-to-day without it. But if you want to be a active member of society and, and actually, you know, do, do your part an engaged member of society. Uh, you, you absolutely need a cell phone to, to do that. And I do believe that you need a smartphone at this point to make that happen. It is, it has ceased to become a luxury and it is now, it, it is verging if, if not already necessity, it is verging right on the edge of necessity.
0: Yeah, and for the record, right. again, I don't like it. I prefer doing shit on my computer. Uh, that's why I got so I pissed can't. off. Well, with like TikTok and looking, looking at stuff. Like, if I need to, like,
1: read an article, uh. or <clears throat> Beth will send me something, and like, well, well, can you look for? You know, we're we're looking for chairs for a dining room. Well, let's let's look. And I I, I can't spend that kind of time on my phone. I can't look. I can't surf the web on my phone no. for an extended period. And again, first world problems. I get it. But uh, say save your comments, but it's uh, uh, it, it I definitely uh, agree that the computer serves a much greater you know function for me and in, in many things. but without the cell phone there's there's you know you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna make it through a lot of
0: what you is required of you nowadays I have three fucking screens. If I'm doing research, for shit i want to use these big ass screens to see more content at one time i hate typing lots of shit with my meaty thumbs i constantly misspell stuff all the time it's not enjoyable i don't like having long conversations you know over that stuff or or whatever like i in a pinch i'm more than happy to hop on the internet and look something up you know look up the times of a movie or like i did that when i was in nashville i was like looking for shit to do and whatever and looking up information on the zoo i bought my tickets for the zoo on my phone and whatever Mm -hmm. like it's you know, it's, it's fine. I do appreciate that convenience. I don't like doing a lot of extended stuff on there. I was so pissed when I finally decided to make a TikTok account. Hard stop. And then it was like, oh, you can only do this on the phone. I was like, motherfucker. Like, I have to do this on the phone. It's like, same thing with Instagram. It's like, oh, you yep. want to post? You got to post it from your phone. I was like, how annoying. I build all my content on the goddamn computer, and then I got to put it in the goddamn drive, and I got to download it from the drive onto my phone. It's like, that's extra steps. Why are we doing this? You know? yeah, it fucking sucks, all right? But I think, and you you said it perfectly, is that society has moved to a point where if you don't have a phone, you're actually at a huge disadvantage for a lot Mm -hmm. of things. Yes. Um, And I don't like that, but I would argue that it is, even if you were like, nope, I'm sticking with my landline. I'm like, that's cool. It's still going to be really difficult to go out and do a lot of things. It becomes... It's less of like, oh, this is inconvenient to like – it's actually problematic to interact and do things mm-hmm. sometimes. Because imagine you yeah. go to that restaurant and you're like, like, hey, give me your cell phone and we'll – your number and we'll text you. And it's like, well, I don't have a phone. And they're like, I guess stay close. You know, Right, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. out right there then. It can be done, but yeah. it's not you, – you will be severely inconvenienced because you're not doing what everyone else is doing. Is that right? Yeah. Debatable. I'd argue no. But – it's what here society wants. So yeah. here's where we are. Here's where we are. There you go. It is decided. Necessity. And, and to answer, like, when it happened? <clears throat> yeah. I would say... Thursday. Thursday. I'd say... I think... When the first iPhone came out, that was a step <clears throat> in that direction. Mm-hmm. Followed by the iPad... As the mm. adoption of these technologies into everyday life became – because a lot of those things were like, oh, this is a luxury item. Ooh, mm-hmm. look at this iPhone. Look at this iPad. I remember seeing the iPad. I'm like, what the fuck do you do with that? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand its purpose. It's cool, but I understand its purpose. And then as technology improved and, you know, you got, you know, GPS instead of having your TomTom or whatever, like, people are like, oh, it's on the phone. Like, it became this all-inclusive device. Yeah. And then when people realize that some people are like, oh, I don't have a PC, I have my phone. They're like, well, we also have to care the phone in my line of work when I create training. They're like, well, how does it look on the phone? Not just the because some people will view training yeah. on the phone. Society over time were, was like this is basically a computer in my phone in my hand that I carry in my pocket, right. and people just started picking stuff up. So I would say probably I don't know last ten years maybe.
1: I would say that's that's a that's being accurate, generous
0: yeah. 15 15 may be you know a bit far but I'd say in the last 10 years it quickly moved to like if you don't have a phone you're fucking out you know
1: yeah I yeah I fully agree I, th- I would say last decade is where it really made the turn
0: yeah so Jared thank you so much for the question great thanks question for, as always Jared thanks for popping that in the discord like Justin said you can do that too check out our discord link is in the description down there. Justin. What do you got to recommend this week?
1: I have a animated series that I think uh, is unique and fun and uh, unlike, unlike anything I've seen in a little while. It's called Agent Elvis, and uh, it's on Netflix. Oh, boy. I just did something here. Here we go. Um, <clears throat> the The cast is absolutely stacked. Uh, playing Elvis is Matthew McConaughey. Oh, my God. And it's Matthew McConaughey. It's Matthew McConaughey doing Matthew McConaughey but somehow it works you're like yeah that's Elvis but it <laughs> sounds nothing like it but you're like yeah Caitlin Olson uh Priscilla Presley Elvis's w- ex-wife actually produced this and stars as herself in it it's it's magic that's Johnny wild. Knoxville Tom Kenny who is the voice of SpongeBob huh. plays scatter who is Elvis's coked out monkey friend <sighs> Don Cheadle, Jason Manzukis, Nisi Nash, uh Baz Lerman is in it. Christina Hendricks, Kieran Culkin, Chris Elliott, Ed Helms, Ego Nuotum, Simon. Jason Hedgen- plays Howard yes. Hughes. Gary. Cole. He, no, he plays Howard Hughes who has injected himself with radiation and is going insane.
0: There we go. That makes sense. He's
1: got nails that cannot be cut and they're razor sharp like knives now. And he pisses acidic piss into jars. Simon uh, Pegg. Yes. Yes. Kieran Culkin. I'm telling you, man, like this cast is wow. Stacked. Uh, it is Fred Armisen I, plays Charles Manson. <laughs> yep. And, and wonderfully. So I might add, Oh my God. Um, Yeah, it is. Uh, Ed Helms plays Robert Goulet. It's just <laughs> such a, but here's the, and, and the, the, if you know a, a lot about that era, mm-hmm. um, for example, Caitlin Olsen plays C.C. Ryder, spelled C-E-C-E Ryder. One of Elvis's most popular songs, or, or a very popular song, was C.C. C. Rider, S-E-E-S-E-E Ryder, R-I-D-E-R. R-I-D-E-R. Mm-hmm. And so her character is C.C. Ryder. And like there's little – like if you're into this genre of music in that, that time period, a whole bunch of little Easter eggs that make the show even richer. But if not, Elvis Presley uh, basically becomes a secret agent and uh, has to save the world over and over and over again. His best friend is Johnny Knoxville, who plays Bobby Ray, and Bobby Ray is ju- he's like he's the he's the wheel man. You know, he mm-hmm. he can basically fly, drive, uh, or operate any vehicle and fix it. And uh, Scatter is the uh, homicidal coked out monkey sidekick, and um, it's it is insanity incarnate and it's fucking amazing so on netflix agent elvis it's got one season out i think they're coming back for a second i don't know hope they do but obviously it's sanctioned by elvis's people because his ex-wife helped make it so bada bing
0: yeah okay what a what a recommendation you've got my attention sir this
1: this is the closest i'll get to recommending anime
0: yeah, I was going to say, I have an anime right. show. I'm like, I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> Cuban. Yeah. Blah, blah. Um,
1: Short episodes, 30-minute episodes, right. I think 10 in the season. So easy, fun. Doug, what do you got? Uh, I've got
0: uh, The Wire. <laughs> A little late to the game <laughs> okay, on this one. Okay, opposite, but I love it. Yeah. Um, I heard about it for years, about how awesome it is, and... Um, yeah it's it's it was the best cop show of when it came out in the early 2000s and you can see its effect on all future shows um takes place in baltimore and it's so well done like i understand the hype behind it and it's very grounded uh it's it's kind of depressing Um, and it deals essentially, it's a story about corruption in the city of Baltimore from a lot of different angles. Um, and it's got incredible acting and, uh, yeah, I was completely enthralled with it. I, I think I finished it within like two weeks or whatever. I just was like, just consuming it just left and right. And it was, I love it. Phenomenal show. And again, it's like one of those things where you're like, you may watch it now. It's almost like watching a comedian, from a few decades ago we were like oh I don't get why everyone it, it, it was it set the stage for cop shows procedurals and everything yeah. like that and it's yeah. also the writing is phenomenal there's one season that's all about like shipping and whatever and people were just making all these like references to like shipping how it's done. I'm like, God damn, someone it's it's like writing those sketches, those very specific sketches at at Second City. We're like, oh, I I have a lot of knowledge on this. I'm gonna put in someone's like, I'm gonna write a whole season about fucking shipping because I know it. You know, Hank over there, his dad, he grew up on the docks. So he knows everything yeah. there is to know about shipping. You're like, oh my God, like what? <laughs> it's incredible. It's really well done. So uh that's yeah. on that's on Max. Uh it's been out for probably about 20 years at this point, but uh yeah. finally got to it. Uh, it's pretty cool. You should check it out. <laughs> I
1: love the fact that you brought up to the, uh, watching something decades later and have My dad and I, my dad uh, and, and stepmom and sister came up this weekend and uh, he and I were having coffee on the porch and somehow we got onto that. We were talking about, when, uh, the Carol Burnett show and just mm. how revolutionary some of the stuff they were doing on the, and and a few other old shows like that, that really like broke the mold for what was to come. And I told him, I was like, Doug and I have talked about this in the past, how you look back and sometimes you can really easily go. I don't see what's so special about that, but you have to put, when you're watching something like that, you have to put yourself in the mindset of this had never been done before. So take that with a grain of salt, you know, and so it's like context. Really it. you have to have the context that this was new, brand new. And so this was mind blowing. It was yeah. like
0: whenever I took a Shakespeare class and in college and we were, we were going through like a history play, right? It was like Henry the fifth or whatever. The cool. amount of prep you had to do before you even read the play was insurmountable, but also crucial because okay. you needed to know the context of, Behind all of this stuff because Shakespeare was doing a commentary of political figures and things like that, you know. And so just to read that, you're like, I don't get any of this. You almost you needed a history lesson before you read it so that you could understand it. And yeah. it's the kind of the same thing with that. I'll never you said Carol Burnett, real quick, a couple of quick stories. I remember when I was at Second City kind of earlier on or whatever, and I was doing stuff, and this guy I worked with, he a total tool that was absolutely active on LinkedIn. Ike was making references to Carol Burnett because he knew I did comedy and I was like, Who? He's like, How can you be at Second City and you don't know who Carol Burnett is? I'm like, I I'm not your age. It's not on right now. I don't I don't know what to tell you. Like I just yeah. the 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 hate I got from him, I was just like, I don't know. I'm sorry that I don't know. And he's like he's like sending me clips of the show. I'm like, okay. Like I it doesn't do anything for me now, but you know, it's like someone yeah. trying to prove like, I can't believe you don't. And the other one was early on when I was in the music business stuff, someone referenced Dick Clark. And I was like, who? <laughs> and they're like, and you know who driver? Dick Clark is? I was like the race car driver. Like, I don't, I don't know who that is. They're like, he hosted the countdown. They're using a countdown. He did American bandstand. I'm like, I wasn't alive for that. I don't know who that is. I don't, He's like he's, and you're in the music business. I was like, sorry, I'm sorry, I whiffed on that. I'm sorry. Like, it's an ongoing joke now that Jill will be like, you know, I'll be like, I don't know who that is. She goes, you mean like Dick Clark? I'm like, yeah, exactly. I don't know who that is, you know. So he hosted Dick Clark's New Year's Rocking the Eve, and you're yeah. like, the syntax of that does not make sense. Yeah, I uh, didn't watch the New Year's Eve specials on ABC or whatever it was. So yeah. sorry. Anyway. Just a couple of quick little you Doug Hates stuff
1: it would have been great if you would
0: oh yeah sorry you <laughs> in one episode Doug Hates stuff it would have been one great episode.
1: if you were just the way they're like you know Dick Clark you're like oh of Dick Clark Productions
0: <laughs> Just <start. laughs> somehow
1: you know his production company but, but you don't know him. any of his work I like, yeah. oh I thought
0: it was just like a general name for a production company I just thought
1: that was a pretty
0: <laughs> yeah Anyway, thank you all for listening. It's great to be back. We had a lot of fun. My favorite part was like all these topics were just like they weren't articles or anything. It was just stuff that Justin and I wanted to talk about. So sometimes a little break in this stuff is good. It kind of gives us plenty of stuff to come to the table with. But thank you so, so much for listening. Uh, please, uh, if, if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you very much. Uh, please hit that like and that subscribe button. Uh, it means the world to us. Um, also, check out the description. You've got a link to our Discord. Uh, you've also got a link to our merch shop, uh, redbubble.com. You've got a link to our Patreon if you'd like to throw some cash our way. Otherwise, like I said, link, hit the, hit the like and the subscription button because it costs you nothing and it helps us out so much. And follow us on all our social medias at Podcast. And be sure to check out Justin as well. That's right. While I'm using it, when I'm
1: using it, you can find me not on Not this week, at, but you know. Not this week, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it while you're in the online realm. Check us out on any podcast platform that you normally consume podcasts, except for Stitcher, because it's going away. So you got to find a new one, but you can go Apple podcast, you can go Podbean, you can go Spotify. Good Pods. Uh, Good Pods, Pandora. I almost said Panera. And that's not right. right. Um I don't know we might be on serious who knows anything find us there like subscribe share rate review all those fucking things we tell you to do all the time two Estate, Tooeystath and all social media love and improv love film Loveanimpreffilm on instagram that's all this guy's gotta say
0: all right with that i'll say justin thank you douglas thank you listeners thank you oh mommy and you all have a dandy fucking week Mind Gap Podcast.